Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Thriving Thoughts. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry, and today is a little special. Today, I've decided to rebroadcast an episode from season one of Thriving Thoughts. So for those of you old timers who have been with Thriving Thoughts since the very beginning in August of 2019, you may have already listened to this, but for those of you latecomers who have just started listening to the podcast, this is an opportunity for you to get a glimpse of what happened in season one. But more importantly than that, it's timely. This episode with my friend, Kathy Friend, yes, incredible fun name, isn't it? This episode aired in September of 2019, so about a year ago. And Kathy is a wardrobe stylist. She is an expert in helping you look like the best version of you. She's very gifted. And you'll hear some messages in this episode about clothing and the clothing choices that we can make and how that makes us feel and how that makes us feel in the way that we present ourselves and actually how we present ourselves. Now listen, here's why I chose to rebroadcast this episode. Because we're in a time right now where many of us are still working from home. I mean, it's been about six months now where there's been a steady stream of friends and other people that I've talked to that are working from home. And it's looking like it's going to be that way at least until the early part of 2021. So you might be thinking, Sherry, why are you rebroadcasting an episode about a wardrobe stylist? Well, that's not the only thing that we talk about. But here's the truth. I do know that many of us, because we're working at home, it is business on the top and comfort on the bottom. And I think, my friends, that we are robbing ourselves of the opportunity to feel good about ourselves by getting up and getting dressed up, by showing up for ourselves. You see, getting dressed, doing our hair, doing our makeup, it's not for other people. It's not just because we have a video call that day. It's actually because it sends a message to our brain. And you'll hear more about that in this rebroadcast with Kathy friend. So if you're one of those people who right now is in those yoga pants on the bottom and maybe you're in a pretty blouse on the top and you've got your hair semi done, I want to encourage you to trade in those stretchy yoga pants for a pair of pants or slacks that actually buttons and zips. Hey, listen, let's be a friend to ourselves as Kathy Friend shares her wisdom about the power of clothing and clothing choices and what that says not just about us, but to us. So my friends, I've left this episode intact. Here's a blast from the past. Enjoy my conversation with Kathy Friend. Welcome to Thriving Thoughts, a podcast for women who believe in thriving in any and every circumstance. Every week, we have candid conversations with remarkable women about how they silence the little lies in their minds and overcome their shoulds, coulds, and not enoughs with big truths. I'm your host, Dr. Sherry. Now let's thrive. Hey friends, welcome to episode six of Thriving Thoughts, Fashionably Worth It. Yeah, you heard that right, girl. You are fashionably worth it. And my new friend, Kathy Friend, is here on today's episode to tell you all about that. You guys, I have so enjoyed my conversation with Kathy. I know you are going to as well. Kathy is a wardrobe stylist, but more than that, she considers herself a fashion therapist. And you're going to want to tune in and hear more about that. She's going to share with you some things about making a first impression and why presentation matters. And yeah, sisters, sometimes we need to get out of those yoga pants, into the shower, and into our best-fitting jacket, which Kathy gives us a lot of tips on how to have clothing that not 
just makes a statement about the piece of clothing, but more importantly, makes a statement about us, right? She talks about how to present your package, your you, your beautifully crafted, unique you in such a way that it will be highlighted and people will will remember you and people will see your greatness and you will feel that you are worth it. So thanks for taking the time to listen to today's episode, Fashionably Worth It. Go ahead, listen in right now. You will be blessed, you will laugh, and you will be encouraged by my conversation with my friend Kathy. Hey, good morning, Kathy. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Thriving Thoughts. I am so thrilled and honored and excited. Let me tell you to hear what you've got to share with us today. Thanks, Sherry. I am thrilled to be here. Yeah, it's so exciting. And I am just so blessed because I got to be introduced to you by Carrie Spencer, who was on the show, uh, I think, episode number two, I think. Uh-huh. And um, she told me, she's like, you have got to get Kathy on the show. Like, she's perfect. (laughs) And so then you and I had the opportunity to talk for a few minutes on the phone, which was wonderful. I mean, it was more than a few minutes, but not too terribly long. And one of the things that you said, and I actually took took a look, a gander through your website in the last couple of days. But one of the things that you mentioned in that phone conversation that I loved is you called yourself a fashion therapist. <laughs> so yeah. what is that? Well, it's it's funny. What what technically, I guess, what I do for a living, I'm a wardrobe stylist. Um, okay. And nobody really knows what that term is. Yeah. And I've been a personal stylist, wardrobe stylist since before that term was even a thing. Wow. Um, basically, I help people and organizations match who they are on the inside with what they look like on the outside. Mm. And so much of that is about who you are on the inside and more of yeah. a therapy thing, making, sh- you know, helping people see themselves through the lens that the world sees them. Yeah. As opposed to seeing themselves through whatever circumstance they're, ser- they're currently going through. So you primarily work with uh, business teams? Um, I work with business teams, colleges, universities. It, every time of the year is a little bit different, but uh-huh. um, I do work with individuals one-on-one. If you've ever seen the show, What Not to Wear. Yeah. Um, basically, Love that show. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I'm like Stacey London, but I'm a lot nicer and I don't give you $5,000 to go shopping. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, why not? Wouldn't that, hey, wouldn't that be a great package? That's a great business model. I should look into that. <laughs> you really should. I mean, now you'd have to go with some pretty elite clientele there, but <laughs> to be able to charge for that. But I love what you're saying. So I have a couple of questions about that. Um, I love how you're talking about how the inside is connected to the outside. And it's one of the things I've talked about. I, I work primarily with women on a coaching level and a speaking level, but um, one of the things that we know is that there is a huge mind-body connection. I mean, it, they're inseparable, right? Right. And so sometimes it really depends, and I'm sure you find this in your work, um, but I'd love to hear more about some maybe specific examples you could share with us. But sometimes there is, it's like putting the cart before the horse. Like if I don't feel great, but I go and I take time to get in the shower, right? Get out of my yoga pants, do my hair, do my makeup. Like 
that just that and then looking at myself and going, wow, Sherry, you know, you look you look pretty today. That really has an impact on the inside. And I think sometimes that's easier for women to work on the outside first. Do right. you find that? Um, you know, everybody is a little bit different. Um, I think sometimes, especially business owners, they're so focused on the business and right. making sure their brochure is right and the website is what right that yeah. many times women business owners don't understand that they are their product regardless if there is actually a physical product. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that whole first impression thing. And yeah. if you were selling something that's new and wow and great, but your look and your clothes and your image is very dated, those two things don't match to a consumer. Right. So really, we are our own best product if we're in a, you know, in an industry or if our job is selling something or a service, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but even take that a step further. You know, we've all been on those, I got to lose 10 pounds kind of diets. Yeah. Oh, you know, to give you an idea of what that might feel like. Okay. Consider this. So you think you've lost the 10 pounds and those jeans that the skinny jeans. Yeah. We all, (laughs) we all have them, you know, in our closet. We don't always wear them. (laughs) Right. With a bright light shining on them, you know, one day. Yeah. So Let's assume today is that day and we put on, you know, the skinny jeans mm-hmm. and we leave the house and long about, I don't know, 845 in the morning, we decide today was not the day for the skinny jeans. Yeah. I'm not quite there yet. Right. So then think about how self-conscious you are mm. throughout your day. Yes. Your, your tolerance for the guy at the deli counter, the grocery store that gives you a little bit over one pound <laughs> goes down. Right. Right. And, you know, the the elderly gentleman in front of you at the stoplight that didn't notice that it turned green, you know, wah, wah, beep, beep, yeah. get, get out of the way. And mm-hmm. you, if you have kids, um, I have a 17 year old daughter, the wet towel that is always on the floor of the bathroom yeah. might be the thing that sets you off. Just, right. be, just because if you think if you're not comfortable in your own skin, all you yeah. can think about is I want to get home and change clothes to be comfortable again. Right. And feel like myself. So Making sure that, you know, what you wear gives you that confidence. Yes. And you feel like yourself and you feel like the best version of yourself. That's just so helpful on a lot of levels, especially if you've got other things going on in your day or in Mm -hmm. your life and you need to kind of mind over matter to get it done. Yeah. I, you know, one thing that I, I, it's kind of been my tagline. It's become my tagline is, you know, on your worst day, put on your brightest lipstick and your favorite high heels and go take on the day. I I, adore that, by the way. That's fantastic. I promise you that works. I've done it and I promise it works. I, you know, and, and that's so great because sometimes I think like, I know for, I'll just speak to myself personally. If I'm feeling frumpy, Mm -hmm. I dress frumpy. It's kind of like I dress according to how I feel because then subconsciously, even though I would never say that's what I want, subconsciously it confirms what I'm thinking, you know, what I'm believing about myself at the moment. Right. And so that's what I I think it's kind of like, sometimes you have to put on the, put on the dressing Mm -hmm. to be able to part the curtains and be like, wow, look at me. I'm pretty amazing. Well, that, that negative self-talk is, yeah. it's so sabotaging in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do, I would say 80% of my job mm. is helping people through the negative self-talk, through the reflection that they see in the mirror. Yeah. And if, you know, if, 
if your self-talk is saying, I'm over 50, I'm, I'm dated, I'm not relevant anymore, then mm-hmm. that is exactly the way that yes. you're going to present yourself to the world. Yes. Or if you're trying to get a new job and in your mind you're thinking, boy, I don't know if I can measure up next to these younger kids. Yeah. Well, well then you can't. <laughs> then you're not going. Yeah, you're right. not going to. Right. Right. It's not going to happen. Hey, got a question for you. What would you say, because I feel like there's a, there's a drift, like, it used to be like, let's say with the baby boomers, for instance, like they would get dressed and they probably still do. And I think a lot of people do, but they would get dressed up to go flying somewhere, right? To get on an airplane, put on your Sunday best or now, whatever it is, right? Did you just hear Al Roker talk about that this morning? I did not. He just, did he talk about that? just talked about that this morning on the Today Show. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, I no, I did not listen to Al this morning, but I've been thinking about it because I feel like there's a... There's a shift from this kind of uh, respectable presentation or really, I think it was looked at as a respectable presenta- presentation of yourself to others, but really it was a it was a respect of yourself mm-hmm. to put your best self out there. And there's kind of been throughout the generational cohorts shifting, there's been this um, drift that I see where it's like, but be who you are. Right, like let your personality shine through, and so now I'm thinking, well, gosh, who are all these personalities? Because when I get on an airplane, I'm seeing people in like you know flip flops, yoga pants, long t shirts, sweatshirts, hair hair not done, like, and I'm not judging that. I'm just saying that shift has happened, and so when somebody says something like this, don't judge a book by its cover. What what do you say to that? That's fine, but that's not the way the human brain works. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in theory, it's great, but go to the grocery store, go to Walmart. What What do you say to yourself about people that are passing you? It's yeah. human nature. Yep. And, you know, if you want to go back to cavewoman days, yeah. you know, the hunters and the gatherers. Yeah. You know, our brains are wired to quickly discern if the people that we come into contact with um are they people that we can use as a resource? Are they yeah. people that we can, are helpers? Are they people that are our equal? Are they people that we need to quickly dismiss because they have no value to us? Right. That's just the way relationally our brains are wired. Mm-hmm. Yes, our heart is a little different, but that's yeah. not the way our brain is. Right. So, you know, there's there's a first impression with everything. And you talk about presentation and, you know, back in the day, presentation was definitely, that was very important to our parents' generation. Yes. And presentation today is now called, I guess you would say first impressions. Yeah. There's all kinds of research out there about that. But I mean, think, think in terms of, you know, me, you hire me to come to your house to talk about fashion and to explain to you what cuts and colors are best for you. And I show up in my yoga pants, sweaty, (laughs) With my hair on top of my head, kind of like exactly how I am right now. Right, right. I mean, but you know, what do you? What is your level of comfort with my and confidence skill, and confidence with my yeah. skill and ability? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, we want people to look the part. Exactly, and that's yeah. all that is. It's not being judgy against one another. It's just right. looking the part. And let's be honest: if you are a doctor and you look the part of a doctor, right you're probably going to be taken more seriously and yeah. you're going to be able to doctor more rather than convince people more. Yeah. yeah. 
That's right. That's absolutely right. I mean, <clears throat> I just spoke to a group yesterday. And if I had shown up to speak with, you know, my workout clothes on, like, hey, this is just who I am. Hey, I'm just one of you, which that's my heart. That's my attitude. But still, people are looking for a level of expertise. And that level of expertise is reflected in your presentation, in your first impression. Absolutely. Right? Now, you yeah. can absolutely still be yourself and show, um, you know, your colors, if you will, your, right. your personality through your clothing. Yeah. I'm not saying don't do that. Right. I mean, but you can still wear a business suit if that's the you know appropriate for the situation. And maybe the business suit isn't navy or black. Maybe right. it's bright red, you know, yeah. or maybe your shirt has, you know, a crazy pattern on it or something. That's where you can show your personality. You know, a lot of women that the clients that I have that work in, you know, finance um, that in a man's world, they feel, yeah. you know, they need to be very buttoned up. They show their personality through interesting jewelry pieces and crazy shoes. And shoes, yep. <laughs> so, you know, and it's, you know, when all else fails, just put on those shoes. So, yes, ladies, I've now given you all permission to go shoe shopping. You're very welcome. Woohoo! <laughs> yes. Thank you, Kathy. I need to do that, too. I love that we just got permission to go shopping. What's your, what's your favorite go-to uh, place for shoes, Kathy? You know, it's changed over the years. Um, In-store, they're really isn't any place that I like to go. I can never find what I'm looking for. So I, I know. DSW and Nordstrom online is always yep. where I go. Yep. If That's I can't, a, yep. If you can't find it there, it probably doesn't exist. <laughs> You're absolutely right. You know, the one thing I love <clears throat> about shoe shopping is now I always, I do believe that you get what you pay for. Right. And if you're going to go to I don't know if you're going to go to Payless and get some heels, that's fine, but they're probably going to look good and work for maybe four or five wears, right? And I remember I, so I'm going to like tell on myself a little bit here, but I remember I went shoe shopping at Nordstrom one year and I spent like a grip, like I spent a thousand dollars on shoes. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> I did. But you know, those shoes lasted me and they were they were so basic and so like, uh, I guess, timeless, mm -hmm. if, if you were to say. They lasted me for 10 years. So if you if you think about 10 years, a thousand bucks, that's a hundred dollars a year. That's, you know, that's it's tax. nothing. Yeah, plus I, tax. Right? I, I tell my husband that they were like free. I paid basically right. tax. <laughs> right. They were free. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I have another question for you um, because sometimes – I feel like this word gets tossed around and I feel like a lot of women don't really know what it means. And you touched on it a little bit on your website when you were talking about business casual uh -huh. wear, um, but I'm speaking specifically to the word professional. So like when there's ne a networking event and they say dresses, professional attire, or um or, or somebody's talking about somebody and they say something that sounds pejorative. It's a character judgment. They say, oh, um, that person didn't, they, they didn't seem too professional. They didn't look very professional. So can you share some insights with us? What does that mean? What is it supposed to mean? And does that vary? Or is there a professional standard? Um, there is a standard, but let's, let's back it up. If you're going to a business meeting um, and they specifically say attire is business or professional. Yeah. 
there's a reason that they're doing that. They're setting the tone for mm -hmm. an event. So okay. for you to show up in jeans and a sweater is offensive to the coordinators. If, Understood. if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just like if you go to a wedding and if they say it's a black tie affair, black tie wedding, and you show up in a sundress. Right. <laughs> That's not really black tie. That's offensive to the people that invited you to this event. So yeah. it's, a, it's a matter of respect the mm -hmm. way that you dress if the attire is stated. Okay. So flip that coin. So that's great. What is professional business attire? It, it really hasn't changed. What's considered professional businessy for women is always going to be a skirt or a slack and a jacket. Yeah. Now I see a lot of ladies do the slack and then they're the blouse and they go, I'm just going to put on a sweater. Well, the sweater that takes it to business casual. Yeah. Yep. The, the jacket is what, what takes it from the hallway to the boardroom. If okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, color wise, there's a lot of science behind what kind of colors wear. it. In my opinion, I don't care as much what colors and things you're wearing as I do the conservative, conservative nature and business, bucket that the pieces you're wearing fall into. Now, talking talking about spending money on clothes, you can yeah. spend thousands of dollars on a good suit. Mm -hmm. And then you wear it maybe five times in your life, I don't know. Right. You don't these are not pieces you're wearing a lot. So these are pieces you could get from some of those fun disposable fashion type places at the mall cuz they look mm -hmm. decent and you're right. Yes. They last a couple times, but they're not intended to to last a lifetime. Right. So for those events that you have to wear something more businessy or you'd like to have more variety with your jackets to mix it up with your pants and your skirts because you have this business luncheon thing that's, you know, I don't know, a couple times a month. Right. Then go to the mall and don't invest a ton of money and go to some of those dis disposable fashion places so you can have uh, some variety. That's, yeah. That's perfectly acceptable. What would you, what would you say, <clears throat> so there's a woman listening and she's like, oh man, I've got an event tomorrow and I have a limited budget. I've got, or maybe it's not tomorrow, maybe it's next week, but I have a limited budget. And I, I love the idea of what you're talking about, Kathy. I love this idea of getting a jacket. Um, let's say I go to, you know, Charlotte Russe or mm -hmm. something like that. And I can pick one up for 15, 20 bucks, right? What do you suggest is they should get? Sh should it be a black one? Should it be a neutral color one? Like what should they get if they can only afford to have one staple in their closet that takes whatever they're wearing up to that professional level? I think it's most important first to know what cut is going to be good on you, how long, okay. how long that jacket should be. You know, the, the cut and the way that it fits can trump how much you pay for it. You know, a very inexpensive piece can look like a million bucks if it fits yeah. you well. That's right. So know what fits you well, know that this, you know, the shoulder seam needs to be on the shoulder. It shouldn't be a little lower because that will look too big at the right. top. Um, you know, does good it, pointer. you know, a good jacket generally should hit you below your, the bottom curve of your booty. Okay. <laughs> um, unless, you know, you're, there's all, you know, of course there's caveats to everything, unless you're shorter, but that's usually a good length. Make okay. sure that it it has princess seaming, that it nips in slightly at the waist. It's not straight up and down so that you have, you know, a nice curve to your silhouette. Right. Something that's, you know, a little bit lower stance, meaning that at the, the collar, maybe it is lower on your torso than higher. 
So where okay. it buttons more, more like at it, your stomach level, like where your rib cage is, as opposed to like at your, um, at your collarbone. Right. So a little lower generally is going to be more flattering than higher on most people. Okay. So know what, know what cut is going to be best for you. Look for those things. The second thing of course is color. And this is where, um, you know, I, when I do public speaking, I'm sure you can get this, you know, the, the audience, everybody's like loving what you're saying. They're leaning in. Right. And then there's always one like bomb that you have to drop on them. And then everybody kind of goes way, way, way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then that's not what I signed up for. And then everybody's on their phone and you're like, come back. I come back. Right. Right. Okay. So this is, this is where I'm going to drop the bomb. Not everybody looks good in black. Mm. No girl say that. Tell us that again. It's true. Not everyone looks good in black. So you need to be real about what your reflection is is saying. So the colors you wear need to be in line with your own natural coloring. Okay. So for most people that are like of Irish or German descent, mm-hmm. you know, if we look at the contrast between our hair color, our skin color, and our eye color, there's not a lot of contrast going on there. Mm-hmm. So for those of you or those of us that have, you know, hazel eyes and or blue eyes and the medium to light skin tone and um, you know, dirty blonde hair to like light brown hair. Right. That coloring does not look great with black because you mm. have low contrast. Yeah. And if you think of the color wheel, the biggest contrast is black and white. So those two colors are not going to look good on you. Okay. So Got if it. you take it in, gray and cream will be better on you than black and white. Hmm. So I didn't tell you you can't wear black. I just said don't wear black near your face. And if you do wear black and that is your coloring, you will need to wear more bronzer, lipstick, and eyeliner so that we see you and not your clothing when you enter the room. Yeah, got it. Okay. And next time you go to a luncheon, just kind of take a gander through the crowd and notice whose outfit do you see before you see them. Usually it's because that color isn't the best color for them. It's too much, too little, too something. So you you just hit on something for me that I had never considered because I think a lot of us, uh, you know, going back to what we were talking about, about make it, when we fix the outside, it helps the inside feel good. And so sometimes we put on things that make a statement because we're like, wow, that's that makes me excited. That makes me feel good. And it may not necessarily fit with me, but what you just said, that was a, that was a little news flash to me that you want people to see you first and not your outfit first. Absolutely. I love that. If when you enter the room, I mean, if you think about this in terms of job interviewing, you want to be remembered as Sherry, the one with all of these amazing qualifications and this great background that we want to hire. You don't want to be remembered as the one with the red dress and the crazy shoes. See, and I love exactly what you're saying because you're talking about it's it's making sure that whatever you wear makes your package, makes who you are, mm-hmm. right? The beauty that's inside of you makes that come to life, makes that the center stage and not the outfit. Exactly. Exactly. Love it. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's fantastic. Hey, let me ask you another question about colors. Now, there's a lot of um, psychological research that's been done on colors and yes. you are 
probably much more up to speed on this than I am because that is not my wheelhouse. But um, one thing I remember reading was that colors that evoke trust, so if you want to establish trust and make yourself warm and trustworthy to somebody, that the colors to do that are navy and gray. Is that still accurate? Look at the colors of just about every bank in America. (laughs) I mean, think about it. You want to put your money in a bank that's trustworthy. You don't want to put your money at a bank that's really super creative and trying new things. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And That's you, a good point. And if you think about, you know, the color schemes and logos for like advertising agencies, very, yeah. very rarely will you see one that is based solely on like black and navy. You'll always see some other color in there or a lot okay. of, a lot of, you know, different colors to those kind of, of, of companies. And it's, I mean, if you, it, it's true. I mean, think about, if you want to be seen as warm and friendly, well, what are warm and friendly colors? Mm-hmm. Everybody looks good in like pinks, blues, berries, purples, navies. Those are warm, fuzzy, comfortable. Right. Think, just think, I mean, go to, go to Lowe's and, yeah. you know, those are Menards or Home yeah. Depot. And, you know, they have those, um, they're like pamphlets and you open them up and they're like the moody blues or, you know, yeah. the, the rustic rest you know feel rustic and it has all these different colors that fit yeah. in that palette uh-huh. that's that's that emotional feeling when you get when you look at that palette you get an emotional feeling from yeah. it yeah and if you yep. think about you know primary colors red and green and blue when you see those colors what emotion do you feel you know it's vibrancy very, happiness right it's you know it's very straight very down the middle not a, yeah. very tried and true very um, it's what it was before. It's a standard. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. It, yeah. You know, those colors were great a hundred years ago. They're going to be great a hundred years from now. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. I love that. So th- man, great tips so far. I can't wait to replay this and listen to these again and highlight some of them in the, de- in the details <laughs> of the show notes. But, um, so I want to ask you now if we can switch gears a little bit, sure. maybe you can share, um, some of the success stories, and I say success stories very lightly because I don't believe that there is a true success story that has an absolute resolution where there's no more growth. I think we're always growing and we're always on a journey, right? So the success is in the moments. That's what that's how I see it. But so what are some of those successes that you've seen with women in terms of um, – when you start to do this fashion therapy with them and um, what happens internally for them? What happens with their mindset? What have you seen? Well, there's a a couple examples that come to mind. One example is with a woman who um, had a fairly fairly powerful position with an automotive corporation. Okay. Um, She was always in a man's world always felt very masculine in her own mm. skin, which really her personality, I will say, wasn't very touchy-feely. No okay. t- typical female would be. Started working with her because she was working towards retirement mm. and didn't want to wear a suit in retirement, even though that's where she was comfortable. So we started working together, kind of chipping off at the at the hard edges, kind of softening, softening mm-hmm. the edges just a little bit. Um, after a period of time, you know, got her some clothes, she retired. She called me and said two things that I thought were, were pretty incredible. She said, 
at her retirement luncheon, she walked in and stood in front of her peers that she had worked there a long time, mm-hmm. stood in front of her peers, and they actually stopped talking and listened to her. Where before she always felt like she was forcing them to listen, they didn't want to. Whoa. And the second thing she said to me that personally I think is maybe even bigger, she said, for the first time in my marriage of 40 years, my husband told me that I look beautiful. Oh, my goodness. And it was, and it was like mic drop. That's why I do what I do. Wow. And just, I mean, if you think of the, the power of that, and she, and she you know, went on to say, I didn't even realize that he was never telling me that because that's not the way I saw myself. That wasn't my thing. Right. But once he did say that, the power that that has for that relationship yeah. is tremendous. So, you know, it, it, I get a lot of slack for what I do for a living. So, no, it's not just a pant and a top. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is so much more than that. I right. Mean, and. You know, one of the things my, my naysayers, okay, my pant and top can save your marriage. Yeah. Let yeah. Me, let, let me try. <laughs> you know, that's, man, that's powerful stuff because, so here's the interesting thing. So I work on, well, we both work on the inside and the outside because that, that that's a package. You can't sure. separate those two. But my focus is on starting on the inside and your focus is on starting on the outside. And we kind of meet in the middle. But sometimes, here's the fascinating thing to me that you're saying that you have naysayers. Because to me, like when I work with women, now I work with women who are in the space and they're ready and they, they know that there's work that they need to do. They know that there's things going on in their thought worlds mm-hmm. that are not benefiting them or not being useful to them and they're ready. Right. But a lot of times the women who aren't ready, they're the naysayers. They're like, oh, my gosh, you want me to, like, pay you to do work on me? Like, you know. <laughs> right, right. And so I think I, it's fascinating that you said you have naysayers because when I look at it from my side of the spectrum, I see being able to work on the outside as um, maybe somewhat uh more palatable than working on the inside. Maybe not necessarily easier, but so it's fascinating that you say that you have naysayers too. Well, and uh, you know, from my perspective, I think it's much easier to give myself a, a makeover to feel better here than it is on the inside. And mm-hmm. quite honestly, you know, in my personal life, my my family, we've gone through a pretty horrible couple of years. Mm. And because of what I do for a living, I still have to put on, you know, a bright smile and stand in front of crowds of people and be cheery and happy. Right. And that just proved to me in such a big personal way, when I take the extra time to make sure that the presentation, that the package is is done upright, I can take a deep breath and I can do it. And there there are days when I didn't want to. And there are days that I just didn't. I just like threw on something and went out the door. And I know I didn't give my 100% those days. And I feel bad Mm. about that. But I know that I didn't. Yeah. And, you know, everybody goes through stuff, right? I mean, everybody does. And there's going to be periods of time when maybe your your mental clarity just isn't there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think clients come to me when they are going through those big changes and shifts in their life. I hate to say it, but lots of my clients come to me like right before or right after a divorce. Really? 
and they're that's a major life transition in their 40s and 50s you know they've been married for a period of time the kids are out of the house and they're they either see the writing on the wall or they're considering it and that they then they come to me and um you know it's it's interesting to see these women that perhaps are in a bad a bad marriage Mm -hmm. and maybe have been told you can't do it on your own you know and maybe I give them a little bit of their power back mm. to see themselves in a powerful way that, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can do it on my own. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's super cool. I love that you say to see themselves in that, in that light because, and I, the last time I checked, Kathy, I think the average woman, which there really is no average woman, we're all phenomenal, but <laughs> the average woman looks in the mirror about eight times a day. Mm-hmm. I, I would swear up and down it's more than that, but um, about eight times a day. And so that is so much more frequent than we are actually, I mean, we're in our minds a lot, but we're not looking into our minds a lot. We're not right. go- delving deep in there to see what's going on in there. We know it's there. But for the mirror, for the outward appearance, we're checking ourselves out quite a bit to make sure, sure just to maybe not even to make sure everything's looking good, just to see what's happening there, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> and so make, I make think Make sure that, you don't have stuff in your teeth. You know? <laughs> right, right, yeah. And um, so to give women that, that outer confidence and comfort and perfect match for them that they're going to look and see eight times a day on average, that is powerful. That is the opportunity to show how powerful and confident and amazing they are. And I think that that helps change that negative self-talk that we were talking about a little bit. And I mean, let's be clear. We all do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do it all the time and I have to really watch myself because I'm always trying to explain to my 17-year-old daughter, you need to be confident in your own greatness. Yeah. Be- believe in your own greatness. And yep. she, she's an athlete. Um, don't get me started because we'll be here nine, for like nine more hours me talking <laughs> about my kid. But, well, um, hey, but no, that's good because I wanted to talk about her. Anya is her name, right? Yes, yes. And um, I, I saw a post that you made, and I want you to touch on this because I just thought it was so beautiful. So listeners, women, listen to this because Kathy may work on the outside and she also works on the inside, but her daughter is living proof of exactly the message that you share <laughs> with women and with developing women because she said something on the way to school, I believe, one day that was just extraordinarily powerful that you had shared on Facebook at some point about about the about her choice to uh, be in a good mood or have sure. a good day or yeah. Well, um, this was when my daughter was probably in seventh grade, and like I said, my family's been going through some pretty crappy things the past hmm. um, four years, I guess. And it's, you know, it's kind of centered around my daughter. And it's, it's been a very difficult season. And my daughter said something to me one day just out of the blue. She said, you know, Mom, I wake up and feel horrible every day. I don't want to get out of bed. You know, she didn't use these words, but, she, you know, I'm depressed. Mm. I'm, you know, angry. I'm sad at my situation. I don't want to. But I know that I have to, and it's a decision, and I'm choosing to be happy today because, mm. one, it's easier to be happy and go th- go throughout my day at school. And yeah. if I want friends, I have to be happy. My people don't want to be 
friends with somebody that's in a bad mood and grumpy. Yeah. And when she was in, you know, a bad mood and grumpy, a lot of times in terms of public school, that can be seen as um, bullying. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's what, do I want to be seen as a bully or do I want friends? And, you know, the, if grown women could take advice from my 17-year-old or at the time she was in seventh grade, mm-hmm. just make a choice to be happy. Yeah. That doesn't... That doesn't negate all of the junk that's going that's on. That's right. That doesn't mean you don't have every right in the world to be mad and angry yes. at the situation that you're in. Of course you do. But that's not what we're saying. We're right. saying don't let that situation take over and define you. That's If you choose to be happy, then you will win. Yes. That's that's the, the glory in all of it. And I think my daughter, now you know that we're several years past that, is seeing, and there are days that she's not, and that's fine because, you know, I'm her mom and she can give me all the grief, which is amazing. Yeah. That was sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, you know, she's she's learned that life lesson that I'm winning because I, I'm choosing to get good grades and I'm choosing to, you know, to still participate in my sport and yeah. I'm choosing to be happy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I wish women could, that's, you know, the bottom line of almost everything I do. That's, yeah. that's where my heart is. Yeah. Everything is a choice. You Yes. Speak that truth, girl. Cause I, I'll get to tell you, I love what you're saying about I'm choosing and using that language because so many times we just lie to ourselves and say, you know, this situation has made me. A miserable person or this situation, this, my past has caused me to be a dark person or whatever. And what, what you're saying is the absolute truth. No, we can go through situations and we can have reactions. We can have emotional reactions. We don't have any control over the initial reactions. We do absolutely have a choice of what we do. Exactly. Of what, where we decide we want them to go. So this coming from your then seventh grader daughter, incredible. She, we can learn huge lesson from her. That kid is wise beyond her years, I tell you. It's sometimes yeah. the stuff she comes up with, I'm like, up with, I'm like, what? <laughs> what? So, what what is she? Um, let me ask you this. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question about three generations. I've been Facebook stalking you a little bit. So I saw. <laughs> Yay! I love stalkers. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw a post um, the other day that you had written about. Um, this kind of myth of, I think, many of us women face, like, I don't want to turn into my mother. And um, you had talked about some of the things that you realize now, like, I, I am my mother in so many, in so many surprising ways. And so you're learning a lot about, I would imagine that you've learned a lot from your mom and still are um, about what it means to be a powerful and a confident woman and woman. And you're learning that from your daughter too. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if you can just touch on that a little bit, what that's like for you to be in the middle um, and how you learn from both of them. You know, it's, it's funny. And you know, as we're growing up, boys look at our mom and we think I am never going to be like her, (laughs) you know, with the eye roll and the whole nine yards. And even now, because of my, my mom lives four hours away from me, but I have a lot of business okay. where she is. Okay. So I get to see her quite often. And okay. even, even now, I think my, I just turned 50. So I don't think my mom realizes. Happy I birthday, am, by the way. Uh, thank you. I don't think my mother realizes that I am a 50 year old woman. Right. <laughs> I mean, there are times it cracked, you know, it's so funny because my mom will still say to me, 
like I have long hair and my mom will still look at my hair and go, wow, the hair is getting a little long, isn't it? <laughs> Which is, you know, her way of saying it's too long. And right. I, and I get to her house and, you know, with kids, at least in my house, they're, they're really isn't a sense of privacy so much when you're in your parents' house. Right. I, I will still be in the shower and my mom is coming in talking to me like, Mom, <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm in the shower, Mom, and I'm 50. Right. And it's funny because, you know, just the the parallel life, I think, that I lead. Then I leave my house. I come home. My daughter's in the in the bathroom or in the shower. And I go walk in and say, hey, do I have your laundry? She goes, Mom, could you wait till I get out of the shower? I'm like, wait. And there it is. <laughs> My life right there. There That's it is. Fantastic. <laughs> you know, and why is it, you know, I have to wonder, why do we fight so hard against that? I think it, maybe it's like at a younger age, we think like, I don't know, we've got, we know more than our moms and they, what they're thinking or what they're doing is so um, antiquated or backwards. And I think a, a lot of times maybe, and you probably get this um, in talking to women too, I think there was a period of time where it was kind of trendy to blame our parents for all of the ills oh, yeah. in our life. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to turn into the person that caused all these issues for me. Right. Right. But even, yeah. if, even if you were dealt a, a really horrible hand in terms of who your parents are. Yeah. They're still redeeming qualities in everybody and there's mm -hmm. still personality traits that you're going to pick up and yes. what you think is normal probably came from the way that you were raised yes you know everything from do you have dinner together or don't you have dinner together you know yeah. all of those little things and it's it's so funny now even in my family we always sat down at a certain time and had dinner together every day mm -hmm. that's just it's just the way it's always been my grandparents were like that my mother's like that we're like that in my family and sometimes I travel and my husband will tell me that um, when dinner time comes, my daughter will appear in the kitchen and look around and be like, right. Uh, like, this is dinner? how we do things. Where's dinner? Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I, I'm sitting down now and, and where's the dinner? <laughs> it's like Pavlov's dog. That's exactly what it is. That's so funny. That is so funny. Cause I always call her, I, I jokingly call her my little puppy. <laughs> but, but you know it's it's I think you know at a certain age if you can embrace those things about yourself that are from your parents or from your upbringing yeah. there'll be a time when your parents aren't there yes and you'll be grateful for all of those little annoyances mm -hmm. the things mm -hmm. that annoyed you about your parents are probably the same things that you do to your own kids oh yeah <laughs> you know oh yeah we pick up their, their like their their habits, but at one point we think they're bad habits. But I, yeah, I remember thinking about my mom. Like I thought, gosh, she just is such a stick in the mud, you know. Like <laughs> she she has she's very. Um, my mom is very disciplined, and I am not. Like I I'm I'm so not. I need to surround myself with other women who have discipline or other people who have discipline to help me, <laughs> right? And I know that about myself, and that's okay. Um, but now I look at her and I'm just in awe, like just in awe at how this woman has just everything she's done for her marriage, for me and my brother, and just the example that she's lived. And she would never, ever admit to any of that, you know, but she, I see that woman as a pioneer, like amazing. So if you're younger and you're listening, right, you might be struggling to find that that place. But I think, 
you're right. I think as we get older and we start to exemplify those traits or those things that are from our upbringing, we really start to appreciate them because hopefully we love ourselves for who we are and who we become, right? Right, right. So Kathy, I have so enjoyed having you on the show today. And I want to do a couple of things as we wrap up. One, um, I always ask every guest to leave one piece of truth with the listeners, with the women listening, that if there's something that you want them to, to remember from today's conversation, what would that one thing be? And then I want to give people listening the opportunity to connect with you and work with you and learn from you. So we want to know how to do that too. Okay. Well, the one thing that I would like to leave with everybody or want you to take away from this is you're worth it. You are worth Mm. it. Um, model for your, your kids, model for your friends, your coworkers, what it's like to be okay with taking a little time for yourself. Mm, if you mm-hmm. want to be the best employee, the best mother, the best wife, the best partner, the best friend, the best business owner, yeah. the only way to do that is to take a little time for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's not selfish for you to take an hour a day and go to the gym. It's not That's selfish right. for you to take some of your family's budget, you know, if you have it there. And maybe buy yourself something new or get some new makeup or get your hair done or your nails or whatever. Um, That's not a selfish act. You know, there's the buzzword self-care is out there right now. And I'm not, I don't really like buzzwords, but. Right. I'm with you. That's just me. It's just my my thing. And that's my problem. But (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, beyond what you might think of it looking like what is it really showing to -hmm. your family you know for Mm -hmm. me I I believe that I'm trying to be the best me that I can be so that I'm the healthiest and I'm the happiest and have the most love in my heart and Mm -hmm. to get rid of the anxiety and animosity I might have in my heart and my mind so that I can be the most present with my friends and my family and my clients Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so give yourself permission to do whatever it is that you need to do to right. do that. It's okay. An hour a day is not going to make or break any project, any, anything. An hour yeah. a day for yourself is acceptable. <laughs> well, and it's, uh, and I would say it's beyond acceptable. It's necessary. Absolutely. I, when I was speaking to a group yesterday, I said, um, I said, do you guys realize that every one of us walking around is like a giant human gift basket. Like we are, we have so much amazing stuff to offer. And when you give somebody a gift basket, you make sure that it's gorgeous. You make Mm -hmm. sure that the things in it, they're not used. They're not defective. They're not old and stale and expired, right? You make sure that everything is fresh and everything is brand new and nothing is, is open. So it's, if we are a gift basket, if we are a human gift basket, we have to, to give that gift to somebody, we have to take care of it. We have to make sure it's fresh. We have to make sure we're not stale. We have to make sure we're expired. We're not expired. So, Well, even if you think about that gift basket, I love that because don't you want the gift basket to be pretty? Yes. So it's okay to be pretty, ladies. Yeah. Don't, right. don't think that that's a weakness. I mean, use right. your beauty as power. It's okay yes. to be pretty. Yes. 
Absolutely. I love that. Thank you. It's okay to be pretty and you are worth it. And it is not selfish no. to take time <laughs> to take care of the gifts that you have to give to other people. Um, so Kathy, how can the listeners get in touch with you? I know we will include all of your social media links and website in the show notes, but um, what's the best way for them to reach out to you and connect? On all social media and every everywhere you want to find me, it's just kathyfriend.com. Kathy with a K, A-T-H-Y, friend, as in your best friend, F-R-I-E-N-D. I love that. And so my Is web- that your given name? It's actually um, my ex-husband's. The only good thing I got out of him was... The name, so. <laughs> hey, girl, keep that name. I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> I know. It's like, I like the name. It works really well, so keep right. it. <laughs> Right, right, right. So kathyfriend.com is my website. You can find links to all my social media there. Or if you just want it, you know, Twitter, Facebook, wherever. I do most of my social media um, okay. communication on Facebook. But I'm, okay. I'm all over the place. Just look for Kathy Friend. Perfect, perfect. All right, my friend, my new friend, Kathy Friend, <laughs> thanks so much for the time that you've spent with us today and just Thank the you. truth and the beauty that you've shared with us women that we matter we're worth it and um it's not only okay we need to take time to take care of ourselves so absolutely thanks for joining me today and hopefully we'll have you back to have some updates here in the near future sounds good thank you all right bye 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 as always i'm humbled you chose to join me this week for thriving thoughts it's women like you who listen subscribe and give us thoughtful reviews that allow our message of thriving in any and every circumstance to reach even more women who need a healthy dose of truth speaking. I'm Dr. Sherry, and I'm grateful to be your Thriving Thoughts host, where we're shifting perspectives and speaking life to you so you can thrive. Be sure to tune in next week and share this episode with a friend. Until then, remember, overcome your little lies with big truths. Hey, thanks for going back in time with me a little bit today, friends. I hope that you've enjoyed that episode and I hope that you take it to heart and use now as an opportunity to thrive in this area of taking care of yourself. You know, last week I did a podcast episode about loving yourself in three actionable ways. Well, this is a nice follow-up to that and it's a perfect time to treat yourself even if you're not going anywhere. Listen, remember, taking care of you is about you. It's not about anybody else. All right, my friends, we'll see you right back here on Wednesday for another episode with just me. Until then, remember to speak truth over the lies so you can thrive in any and every circumstance.